0: Hi, I'm Alicia Silverstone and you're listening to Beyond the Plate with Kathy. Mm-hmm. The fun part of it is that not only was I feeling healthier and didn't no longer need the doctors and was like completely changed and transformed in a spiritual way and in an open hearted way, but also I just like looked way better. <laughs>
1: Season three of Beyond the Plate is presented by Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. Hey everyone, this is Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Plate, a podcast where I sit down with the world's culinary elite to explore their journey with food and their passion for giving back. Every episode, we share inspiring stories of what it means to be in today's hospitality industry. This season, we welcome a group of celebrities that have a connection to the world of food. Whether they host a food show, have a cookbook, or simply give back through food, we're excited to have them join us on Beyond the Plate. A big thank you to last season and, again, this season partner, formerly called Iolate by Flavor Gallery and now called Beyond the Plate Tease. They supply all of our signature hats and t-shirts to our Beyond the Plate guests. After teasing this merchandise throughout Season 2, it is now available to all of you. Check out beyondtheplatepodcast.com and click on apparel – get yours today. Okay, back to it. For this episode, we sat with Alicia Silverstone. Simply put, Alicia is an extremely nice, really smart, and really committed person to her lifestyle. She's a great mother to her son, which we talk about. We talk about her bat mitzvah, We talk about why she chose the lifestyle that she leads now and plenty more beyond that. She has partnered up with a really great vitamin company called Garden of Life to create a line called My Kind Organics. It's actually the first ever good-for-you vitamin. They're certified organic, non-GMO verified. It's all food-based. She gets into quite a bit of detail on how and why she started that line of My Kind Organics, and it's pretty fascinating. And then for next week's Just a Plate episode, while guests usually do one recipe, she had quite the hard time deciding which one, so she's actually gonna rattle off how to make way more than one recipe. All vegan, and all sound really delicious. Anyhow, Alicia Silverstone is likely best known for her generation-defining role in the movie Clueless. She's done film, television, and theater, and her performances have garnered awards and critical praise, including Emmy and Golden Globe nominations. She's a fixture in the acting, political, and scientific communities and is a dedicated activist in the health and wellness space. She chronicled her own journey towards a more conscious way of eating in her first book, which was a New York Times bestseller called The Kind Diet, a simple guide to feeling great, losing weight and saving the planet. We actually talk quite a bit about this book. It took her three years to do research to include the information that she has in this book pretty interesting. And if you haven't yet, she has a website called The Kind Life, which has heck of a lot of great resources in there. She has a second book called The Kind Mama, a simple guide to supercharged fertility, a radiant pregnancy, a sweeter birth, and a healthier, more beautiful beginning. And what else? We talk about giving back. So I'm going to stop there, but please enjoy this conversation as we go beyond the plate with Alicia Silverstone. Hi, how are you?
0: Good, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for hopping on the phone. I appreciate it.
0: I um, just walked in from a quick little, I had like a 20 minute hike and Sven was snuggling with my son and just like handing him off to his dad <laughs> and um, giving, <clears throat> like sorting out his dinner and decided that he'd have kale, garbanzo beans and rice stir fry with lemon and soy sauce. Yum. And I'm still in my coat, so I'm... Way overdressed for being inside, and I'm laying in my bed upstairs so that he because he's still downstairs making the dinner. So, yeah,
1: I love it. It Um, sounds so
0: delicious.
1: (laughs) Do you have an organic garden at home? Did I see?
0: Yes, but um, I this particular season I have I'm less inspired at the moment, so I because I've been traveling a lot, so I didn't plant anything for right now, but um, I just have my kale and like nasturtium and uh arugula left. The summer crop went so long this weird weird weather you know it went so I had like tomatoes and peppers all the way up until way too late that you shouldn't be having those things
1: <laughs> yeah well I'm jealous because I'm I'm actually in Philadelphia now but I'm Chicago based so I just came out of like negative 40 weather so I'm like oh, i like a long tomato pepper season so you talked about you mentioned your son which is hilarious because I kind of like went into this rabbit hole on your website I'm like I love this as a resource Um, there's so much great stuff on there I started to read I'm like I'll take a glimpse through and then I'm like wait I'm fully reading a lot of things on here. So I want to be candid with you that I am a dad to newborn twins. So now that that part is behind my wife and I, I'm curious for you as a mom, like what's your favorite thing uh, about it? Like the last time you've laughed with your son?
0: Oh, all the time. I mean... We laugh all the time. Last night, we had... I mean, just when I came in the door, he came and gave me deep, sweet kisses. And then... Um, but last night, like, I made him dinner. We had tacos with um, pinto beans and Spanish rice and guacamole with tomatoes and lime and um, corn tortillas and kale with umeboshi plum vinegar, lemon, and flaxseed oil. And that was... We had this dinner together. And then, you know, he helped me make his lunch for school. And he, like you know, he made the whole thing and we, you know, we went through it all together and then he clean helped me clean the kitchen up. He was like, you know, using his little sponge to hmm. clean the countertop off. And we're laughing through the whole thing and having fun together the whole time and just super engaged and we're connected. There's nothing else going on but him and I, and that's how it is every night. And we just laugh and talk and he tells me stories and Then we brush his dreadlocks because he doesn't have dreads, but he just, his hair is so long that every day by the end of the day, it's like full tangle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So we
0: brush his hair out and then we read stories together and then we laughed and we giggled and all that stuff. And, and it's just sweet, sweet time. And, um, I can't believe how lucky I am that I, you know, that you just, that feeling like when I first get to see his face and hug him, you know, it's just delicious. And, I've always felt that way. And that's why I wrote, you know, when I wrote The Kind Mama, what was so important to me was that you want to be present for your child, right? You want to feel like you are, because they're so delicious, every little morsel of them, you want to savor. But what happens is we all get too tired, and we don't sleep well, and we're not eating well, so we're not sleeping well. And everything's a battle because you're just like fighting your tiredness. And then that's when parenting becomes so hard. It's hmm. not that parenting is, I mean, of course parenting is challenging, but it's not that in general it's hard. It's that what's hard is to feel good. And so when you don't feel good, you can't be present. You're so struggling. And the same with the children. The children act out because they don't feel good because their bodies aren't being nourished properly. Hmm. And so you've got two people who are not feeling good interacting with each other. And it's just when when you are both in your prime of feeling healthy and nourished and, 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 really truly, um, clean inside. There's, it's just such a joyful experience and yeah. you're so present. And, and so that's why I wanted to share that so that, you know, everyone could experience, cause I, I experience that. I can see when it does it, when it goes wrong. And I always know why it's so obvious. It's like, Oh hmm. yeah, that's because this happened. And, um, and it's always related to food. So,
1: yeah. so the
0: kind mom is a great resource for like truly getting, well, one, so you don't have to have a pregnancy filled with all those icky things that we've come to accept as normal, right? Like the bloating and the hormonal stuff and the diabetes and the hemorrhoids and all the things <laughs> that people say, um, but also to have the pregnancy, you know, have a pregnancy that is smooth and then ideally have a birth that you choose, The you know, the, the, the way in which you want to do it, there isn't just one way. And knowing all your options and knowing the truth behind all the options from research and and then knowing how to set your baby up for the best start, you know, and and not just falling into what we're being told all the time because we're sometimes being told the wrong thing. Hmm. So really sort of taking in all the information and making the best choices for ourselves.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So I want to take a step back. What was your family table like as a kid?
0: Well, we were Jews who ate pork chops <laughs> and we had spaghetti with meat sauce. That was my family too,
1: by the way. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I have to say, they were yummy. But what I've learned is that it's not like, yeah, pork chops were yummy, but now it's disgusting to me. But they were yummy, but so is a plate of amazing, delicious food that you could read, that you could have from the kind diet. Like vegan, plant based food is delicious. So if one thing is delicious, then the other thing's delicious. But one of those things, makes animals suffer, makes your body suffer, makes you feel bad, look look not good, hurt the earth. And the other plate tastes just as delicious but it's good for the earth, good for your body, makes you feel good, makes you look good and doesn't harm animals. Like that's a no-brainer. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Just like the memory is not it's just not worth it at all in terms of Interesting. Know, there's just so much good things out there that are just as delicious and That's why I wrote The Kind Diet. I felt like people didn't understand that there's no deprivation here. You know, you get to live your best life and you get to have decadent treats and feel so satisfied and, like, I make so much noise when I eat. I'm, like, (laughs) so into everything I'm eating. And if I don't like food, that, you know... There's no point in eating it. I'm not interested. If it's not great, what's the point? That's how I feel. So, and that's the case with the healthy food, too. So I feel like it's really easy to find delicious food. You just need somebody who cares about food maybe as much as you do, and I do.
1: I have a question here. You mentioned yeah. you were a family of Jews who ate pork, and I know you were bat mitzvahed. Um I was bar mitzvahed. Do you remember the food that was served at the party? Or if it were... I, like what, that's,
0: that's hilarious. I think I do. I really? I think salmon was it there was salmon okay so
1: if it were like today what would the star of the buffet line be
0: (laughs) well you know for my wedding i had we had a full vegan meal and it was amazing and we had like we had some incredible chef that was not a vegan chef just make like i went to a tasting we tasted all the different things and they made an incredible meal um I think tempeh was the star of it, but that sounds bad because sometimes tempeh is, you know, really bad and it just has to be cooked properly, but this was cooked properly and it was amazing.
1: Yeah. That sounds great. So let's say like at 19 years old, like you have the the success and the pressure that follows with Clueless, but what did your diet or lifestyle look like around that time?
0: Well... When I was doing Clueless, I was at a really unhealthy place because I was working so hard. My hours were crazy. I was going, I'd done nine movies back to back with like no break. And my personal life was in complete, like so upside down. And my professional life was so overwhelming and scary and like not what I had planned for at all. And I was going to work every day shooting and I would get, my stomach was having like pre-ulcers where I just had terrible tummy stuff on set every day and so I was and I was eating the exact wrong thing that you eat when you have tummy problems I I was eating what mainstream people tell you to eat which is yogurt so I was eating like tons of frozen yogurt in an effort to like heal my tummy which is the wrong thing to eat because it's just pure sugar and dairy and that's not going to do anything good for you so uh, I just didn't know how to eat yet and I was starting to get I was so tired and so my my body was struggling just like most Americans are most people are where You're eating, you know, just not good food all the time, and your body doesn't know how to process it, and you don't know any better, so you just feel bad all the time, and then I had a big change, and when I made that change, like, I mean, I I, I had stopped. What happened was I, you know, I love my dog. I rescued a dog on a movie I did called True Crime, which was pretty close to before, very close to before Clueless, um... And Samson was his name, and he came to set with me every day, you know, on Clueless. And one, once I started to really connect with him, and then I was still, you know, an animal lover. I loved, I tried to do things for this organization, PETA. I would do, like, anti-dissection campaigns and, like, spay and neuter your pet campaigns, things that seemed really, didn't have to mess with my plate because I was being selfish. I wanted to eat what I wanted to eat. And then all of a sudden, I made the connection, and I realized that you know, I was was, my dog was in bed with me, kissing me. I basically made out with my dog, (laughs) and you know what I mean. And he like lived with. He was my best buddy. He was my boyfriend, and and I was like, what's the difference between him and a pig or a cow? Like, why would? And I had seen a documentary, which really got me upset. So it was like, what what, why do he has the same capacity as a pig or a cow for joy? Like for, if I, and if I hurt him, he has the same capacity to feel pain as they do. And they're they can be just as funny and they're all, they all want to live and they all don't want to be harmed and they all appreciate a rub on the belly. You know, they all have the same, um, essential being and need to live and to be loved on. So, we've just adapted we've just sort of adapted our brains to think that dogs are different but they're not like cows and pigs love to be rubbed and tickled and they are funny and they uh don't want to be harmed <laughs> you know what I mean? like and they know when they're going to get hurt and they know when their friends are going to get hurt and so i once i sort of made that connection i just no longer could look at myself in the mirror and be like you're an animal lover and you're a good person and feel okay going to sleep at night knowing that i was contributing to the problem and not you know, trying to stop it, yeah, and so when I made that connection, I thought I was giving up all good food. I thought that I was giving up everything. I was just like, "Oh well, here we go. I'm making this sacrifice. But what happened was kind of a miracle. I mean, it's not a miracle now that I've done all the research, but at the time, it felt like the craziest miracle, like the gift of karma from the animals because my body changed drastically I lost so much weight right away and my skin cleared up all my acne went away my eyes got really really white my nails got so my nails were so brittle and you know bendy and like you know ripping apart and now you can't I mean the second about a month into it my nails were so strong and now they're like rocks you can't even bend them at all it's impossible and I ditched my asthma inhaler. I ditched my allergy shots. All of these things stopped being needed. And I just, my health changed drastically. And not only did my health change, but my spirit. I started to walk taller. I started to feel much more grounded and connected to who I was, much more self-worth. I started to feel like it's okay for me to say no to something. You know, it's very difficult to say no I think sure. as a woman. It certainly was for me. Yeah, And sometimes it still is. And but I'd learned, you know, over time and this was like the first step of like I don't believe in this and I'm going to stand by it. It's a very empowering choice to make. So it um, it changed me in every single way and of course my looks were the the best the fun part of it is that not only was I feeling healthier and you know I didn't no longer needed doctors and was like completely changed and transformed in a spiritual way in an open-hearted way but also I just like looked way better <laughs> so that was so,
1: good yeah so you touched on something I was going to ask in a minute but I just want to go to it now you know some people see this as a diet or a way to eat but you clearly see it as a lifestyle as you just so beautifully explained to us what do you think is the biggest mi- misconception about being vegan
0: well, I think first of all, the word "diet" is misunderstood, and that's why I called the book "The Kind Diet." is because "diet" it actually means a way of life, a journey. It doesn't it doesn't mean like you know deprive yourself and starve yourself like, but how we understand it now, like diet, or even just like a way of eating. It doesn't mean that. It means like a way of a way of it's a way of life. It's like a journey that you take. So I think that's really interesting, first of all, and then I think that. Knowing, and that's, that's what excited me when I sort of dove deeper into the original intent of that word. Of course, it's come to mean this other thing now, but but that's not what the original word meant and then, in terms of like the vegan bad rat, it's just that there's so many bad there's so much bad food out there in general, right, like in the world and when people are making fast foods, they're putting so much gross chemicals and sugar and salt into it, and your tongue is just so poisoned that you don't even know how to taste. Like you can't taste real food because you're just so stuck. Your t- I remember the process of my tongue like open, becoming more re- Like your tongue literally goes through a process of detoxification where it starts to taste differently. You're like, whoa, this is an amazing flavor. I, like you a flavor that you would never have experienced before because your tongue was so confused by the shocking stuff you were doing to it. So, you know, we're either like, when you go to a restaurant, often they're just like loading your food up with salt and that's why it's so delicious. It's like super salty, super oily, like, you know. And And so I think when you look at like, the standard idea of vegan food is that people think they're going to not get to eat anything yummy. They're going to have like plain tofu and like boiled lentils and that's all they're going to eat. And I can just tell you, I've never eat plain tofu or boiled lentils like that. (laughs) That's just not what
1: I eat. Your son's vegan too, I take it?
0: Yeah, he's
1: vegan. So how did you come to that decision? Correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of like, it's all he knows type thing, but do you, did you ever like give him an option or it was just, it was a lifestyle at, at home?
0: Well, you have to think about it. If I've If I know that this is the healthiest way to live and this is the way that's going to make you feel your best and look your best and have the best brain you possibly can and be the most alert and the smartest, why would I want to harm him? You know what I mean? This is my most precious, precious little guy in the world. And I want him to be as powerful and as as, uh, present in his body and as true to his spirit as he can possibly be. And I want him to be free to be whatever he is. And without me imprinting on him my ideas or my my idea of how you're supposed to live, like I want him to be his truest, you know, spirit self. How on earth could I help him do that if I then gave Turnaround and gave him all the things that I know are so bad for him? Like that wouldn't make any sense. I, i'm I'm lucky enough to know. What works. I'm lucky enough to have researched and studied and written books, you know, The Kind Diet, The Kind Mama. Like, this is not, and, and none of this information is like me in my backyard with some like crazy idea. This is information that is curing people. This is the stuff that is healing people of all kinds of ailments across the board, from headaches to uh, MS. These are, this diet is a way of changing your life, preventing yourself from illness. And sometimes very often turning it around. So to me, it would be very cruel to turn around and go, I do this for myself, but you you can you're on your own. Do yeah. what you want.
1: Here's a McDonald's work.
0: It wouldn't make any sense. I mean, I would never do that. But that said, I definitely don't limit him to I, I he's old enough, he's seven. And he's a very passionate vegan, like he cares about it so much. He understands that those beings, you know that those beings are just as important as a dog or a cat. And so if our consciousness can allow ourselves to say we don't want to eat dogs and cats, then why would we want to eat these other creatures that have that same capacity? And that's, he's experiencing that firsthand because he's grown up hanging out with, I don't have a dog. And his only animals he goes and hangs out with are cows and pigs at the farm. <laughs> so, and, chi- and chickens and cats, cow- you know, and all of them. So, his experience is that those are just as, those creatures are very, very important and he loves them. So, he wouldn't eat his friends. And whenever he does talk about wanting to try something, I've always said you can. I've always said you can. And then he never really wants to. He'll just like talk about it. And then, like when he was really little, he said, Mommy, I think I want to try ham. And I was like, okay, why do you want to try ham? He said, because Udo, ha- one of his friends at school, had ham. And he said, I said, okay, well, next time he has it, ask him if you can have a bite and then you'll try it. And he was like, okay. And he's like, he almost has to get the courage of to do it because he doesn't do it. Then he's like, I don't want to. <laughs> he just wants to know he has permission, I think, or, you know, and I, freedom.
1: Yeah, I like that. We've talked a little bit about your books. You have two New York Times bestselling books. The first book is The Kind Eye, which I that you just talked about. The amount of work that went into it, I read something about like almost three years to come to fruition, which is incredible. So props to you. Thank you. And then the kind mama. And then the whole website, which stemmed from the books, which is another incredible resource. I, I love it all. It's amazing. So what recipe, for someone that claims they, they don't like vegan food, I use air quotes, what's the recipe you're going to cook for them or have them eat if they need convincing?
0: Well, I think, first of all, anyone in the world should go try the impossible burger <laughs> the i like impossible it by burger, the way it's so yummy it and you can get that so many places and if you get it at the right place it's like divine it's, it's so and,
1: funny you mentioned that because when i started like thinking about questions in the direction i was like i actually want to ask her about the impossible burger and i totally forgot to put it in and i'm so happy you brought it up
0: well a lot of my meat eating friends uh when i take them to have the impossible burger they're so excited yeah so that's good. They have like a really good experience with that. But other than that, like if I was going to put things out of my book, I mean, there's so many different things. There's the leek and gar- there's leek and pesto artichoke crostini that are just divine. Mm. Every There's so many great desserts to make, like trees of tacos. I mean, I also think field roast sausages are a really good um, sausage for like that meaty, yummy taste. And they're just delicious.
1: Check those out.
0: But I think that there's tons of recipes in the Kind Diet and in the Kind Mama that are great. And I think just getting used to, I think that the main thing that people, if you're kind of tentative, but if you're like, oh, I want those benefits. I want to feel amazing. And I want to be my healthiest self, but I'm a little scared. I would just say, why not just start by reading the Kind Diet and having no pressure about it? Like, who cares? If you, if you come away from it and you don't make any changes, that's fine. But why not get super informed and figure out if there's like why not dance and flirt? I call it flirting, but flirt with this idea of like trying new foods, try the recipes and enjoy making them and, and go to fun restaurants that have vegan food and try the vegan stuff and make sure that you're just like open-minded and trying to eat that way more often than not. And if you slip up, who cares? You just get right back on. And the more you keep practicing and and playing with it and knowing that you're doing something good for yourself, because the information in that book will help you to know, like these are the foods you want to try to eat as little as possible. And these are foods you want to try to eat as often as possible. And so the more you kind of replace the good things, the bad things, with the good things, you're just going to feel so much better. And you're going to notice the difference in how you feel and how you poop and how you, how, how, how much less sick you get and, that it's just become sort of a way to, you'll, you'll just do it automatically, I think. And it always helps to do like a 30-day, if you really want to really feel the benefits to do like a 30-day um, experiment. And it's just making it fun, cooking together, all that kind of stuff.
1: I want to hit on something that I notice, and I want to talk about. So it's clear you walk the walk when it comes to this lifestyle from your website and beyond. But I saw you teamed up with what I know of a great brand because I've used their products, Garden of Life um, and created this My Kind Organics, you know, vitamins and herbals and things like that. Just my two cents. I I grew up in a house where my father had like 18 bottles of vitamins on the counter Um, and I was like, what the heck are all those? And so as I got older I, you know, looked into taking my D or C or calcium or B or a multi or whatever it is. But it's kind of daunting when you go you know, somewhere because some people say, don't order them online, get them from this store, get them from that store. And I actually, while we were talking about um, scheduling this call, I, was, I had just purchased my next new multivitamin. <laughs> so I know the story, sorry to be long-winded, I know the story about this from the research, but for someone new to this, tell us why you teamed up with them.
0: So what happened was I was pregnant with my son and my midwife suggested I take a prenatal. And I, you know, went looking for a prenatal that would be wonderful, right? And what I found was that every prenatal on the market was made with chemicals. And this was very confusing to me. Why on earth are people, doctors, you know, midwives, people telling people to take vitamin when? It's literally made with chemicals. Like My brain couldn't understand that because I already remember I'd already written The Kind Diet. I'd already written The Kind Mama. I eat out of my garden. I eat from the farmer's market. I'm eating fresh, organic food. So why would I want to take something that's supposed to be good for me that's less good than the food I'm consuming? This was really troubling to me. So I started really digging deep and asking everyone I knew, all my like super, super healthy friends, and saying like, okay, guys, like, you know, we're, like the healthiest people I knew, the, the, what is the cleanest one I can find? And they would tell me and then I'd look at it and I'd go, you know, this has chemicals in it. And they'd be like, what? And I'd say, well, it might, it's got some food in it, but it's wrapped in chemicals and it's not organic and it's not non-GMO. And so it was like... I just couldn't believe there was nothing on the market. And I think that it's one of those things where just like people believe that someone's looking out for you and making sure that your food is as healthy as it can be, which is not true. It's the same thing with vitamins. You assume, I assumed that a vitamin would be good for you because that's what it is. It's a vitamin. Right. It's got to be good for you. Right. But where no one's thinking like, oh, yeah, it's still a business. It's still someone selling a product. It's actually not good for you. They're making it in laboratories. They're using the cheapest ingredients possible sometimes. If they're a better brand, they're using some good ingredients and then wrapping it in bad ingredients. So and they're getting away with calling it natural or they're getting away with saying it's organic but it's not certified. And it's, So there's so many loopholes to convince you that what you're taking is good. And it's because they're cutting corners on cost. And so I so I started, I thought, I've got to create this. So I, I went looking for a partner. This was my vision to create the first ever actually good-for-you vitamin. So I went looking for a um, partner. And uh, the stars aligned with Garden of Life. They were excited about my idea, and they were super on board with it. And so we together created My Kind Organics, and we set, set out to do all this work. It was a lot of work to... Get we create a clean tablet technology, which is a way in which you take all these. If you were to turn the bottle over on my vitamins, you'll see ingredients like lemon balm, broccoli, spinach, red pepper. Like it's not not a word you can't pronounce. It's vegetables and fruits and things like that. You know, so. I feel very, very good about what we've created, and knowing that we we've taken it to the the highest level. It's certified organic. That's hard to get that certification. Very difficult. It's certified non-GMO. It's non-GMO verified, which is that means that everything's tested. There's no GMOs anywhere near it. It's all food based. There's no fillers, no binders, and we've extended the line so we have like everything you could possibly want in terms of Maltese and. Vitamin D and B12 and B complex and iron and calcium and blah blah blah, blah. but we also extended it to make a collagen builder, which is um, for you know uh, good hair, skin and nails, and that's another misunderstanding out there. People think that collagen is something that you can eat and then it'll make you better, but you can't eat collagen and have it work in your body. You need to build collagen from within. And the way you build it from within is from eating plants and good vegetables and eating a healthy plant-based diet. But you can add that help with this collagen builder because it's a bunch of really amazing plants that are going to boost your collagen from within. And then we made gummies. And what makes our gummies so different than any other gummy on the market is that we are no sugar. We make them with, instead of using sugar, we're using um, organic peaches and organic apples. And we're not using any gelatin, so we're using a- apple pectin as our gelatin. And um, if you look at the biggest selling, the even the ones that people think are kind of healthy and the biggest selling uh, vitamin gummies on the market, they have two teaspoons of sugar in them per serving. Like, excuse me, if I'm going to eat sugar, it's going to be a piece of yummy vegan cake. I am not going to have it as my vitamin on a daily basis. So then we also have, and then we just came out with herbals. And what makes them so special is that... You know, turmeric is this thing that everyone knows is really good. Or people are really becoming aware of how good it is for inflammation, for recovery after, say, sport activity. For if you're getting sick, to boost your immune system, it's this wonder root, right? And but the problem is that even the health most companies that are making turmeric are using non-organic turmeric, so it's got chemicals and you know all kinds of um, fertilizers and pesticides that they're using to grow it. But that's step one. Let's say they are using organic, let's just say. Then they're extracting it using hexane, which is gasoline, and they're using non-GM I mean they're using GMO corn alcohol. So I don't want GMO corn anywhere near my food, and I definitely don't want gasoline near my food. So what we had to do was come up with a way to extract this beautiful organic. We found really beautiful farmers that do organic, sustainable farming. And it's all non-gMO verified and all certified organic, and then we take that beautiful root and we extract it using water and when we can't use water, we use a um, non gmo certified organic uh, corn alcohol, but mostly we're using water so we, can't, we had to come up with an entire new way of extraction that no one was doing How amazing I mean, I didn't take time
1: that's that. incredible. I could talk to you about this forever
0: <laughs> so I would just say that in the line, what I'm really excited about like right now with the, like my daily routine of what I kind of do is, you know, I take my B-complex, I take my vitamin D chewable because it's delicious <laughs> and it makes me feel good. And I take my gummy, um, the woman's plus 40 gummy, and I use the vitamin C spray whenever I feel like tired or if I feel like I'm getting them around people who are sick. And I take the B12 if I'm feeling tired and the spray. And I take iron if I'm getting my, if I have my period and I'm feeling extra tired, I might take a little bit of my iron, but only then. And the calcium for before bed, sometimes if I've been working out or I have a lot on my mind and I want to relax for bed, I highly recommend the collagen, but I just don't need it. So like, but you know, I think it's a great product. All of them are. And then I take, um, like for right now, it's winter time and people are getting sick, right? And so uh, we have these elderberry gummies that are insanely delicious and good for the immune system, and we have elderberry syrup that's so delicious, and turmeric gummies, and um, and golden milk tea that you can, um, like, if you want to have, like, a nice latte, and I made one today, uh, you know, like, it's so cold outside, and it's so delicious, the taste of the turmeric golden milk tea, um, so I make that. And then I take our, my, I have a really lovely sleep well. So if you want to have a really good night's sleep and your mind is a little too active, you can take sleep well. And you can take it in the form of um, the tablet or you can take it in a spray form. And so those are the things that I'm using sort of all the time. We also have ashwagandha and adrenals so that if you're feeling tapped out or you have a lot of stress, those are really good for you too. But we have a very, very comprehensive line. There's prostate stuff for people with that need. There's so many different things, and I'm super proud of it. I think it's really, really, really special, and you can trust that I've done all the research, and I'm giving you the cleanest, most high-quality thing because I I made it for myself so that I could have something to take and for my friends and family and my son, and I'm happy to be able to extend it to others so that they have something healthy to take, too.
1: Well, you should be proud of it because in the next week, I'm probably going to be buying half of those things you just explained (laughs) i mean i love how you explained them it was perfect and when to take them and why to take them was spot on so really quick social impact giving back it's what i love most about doing this podcast and you your lifestyle is kind of that in a way but i love discovering you know people's passion for for giving back and sharing with our listeners do you remember the first time or moment that inspired you to give back or how you decided on a certain organization or cause?
0: I want to help. I'm like the bleeding heart. I want to help everybody and everything. And I've been like that since I was very little. And it started with like seeing animals be hurt, like, you know, like a boy stepping on a beetle for no reason and me being like, why would you do that? You know, why would you kill that kind of thing? And it's extended to look, we have a choice that we make three times a day that can affect the earth, your body, animal suffering, and children who can't eat all over the world because we're stealing their food and feeding it to cows. The choice you make with your fork is the most powerful choice you make. You know, global warming, we could turn this ship around and we have to turn the ship around so fast if we just change how we eat. And when you make that choice, you're not making a sacrifice because you're actually eating delicious food and you're helping to save animals, but more importantly, or not more importantly, but maybe more importantly to some people, is you will be changing your life, making your life better. And so for me, what's exciting, since I'm such an A-type in terms of wanting to be effective and wanting to make the most change possible and being pulled in so many directions by so many organizations, I remember being asked by, come to this cancer thing, come to this deforestation thing, come to... and what I realized is they're all solved. All the health problems, all the environmental problems, almost all of it is solved by what you do with your fork. So for me, it's the slam dunk easiest way to conquer the most, be the most effective. And I'm, in- I'm interested in how we can be the most effective because there's just too many problems out there and it's very overwhelming. And to me, this is Really calms me down knowing that the thing that I'm choosing to do three times a day with my fork is the most effective way for me to help make, a, make my health better, make the health of the planet better, help people who are starving to death, and help end suffering on a global level for the animals. So, to me, it's just a no-brainer.
1: Okay, I have a speed round, which will take less than 30 seconds, and then one closing question. Number one is, name a smell in the kitchen you love. Mm.
0: I don't know i love everything <laughs> that's what's a hard one
1: how about a smell in the kitchen you hate
0: well i really don't like the smell when i i mean, would never smell this in my house but when i smell bacon like that the smell of like nasty flesh it's just too sad <laughs> and
1: do you have a food guilty pleasure
0: yeah lots i mean i love a piece of sourdough toast with miyoko butter or earth balance butter sliced tomatoes and salt. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Um, last one. Or
0: an impossible burger.
1: really? <laughs> <laughs> last one. Savory or sweet?
0: I mean both, but savory first. Savory is yummy. I mean, I, I could, I could live without sweet, but savory.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So can you take us out with what advice would you give to your 25 year old self?
0: Um, I wish that I could, like, go back and give myself the biggest hug (laughs) and, like, hold my hand and say, you got this. Like, you know in your heart, like, trust your intuition and just trust yourself. And um, I wish I could be there for myself, like, be a sane, wise partner for myself that could, like, really teach me how to go inside and and find the answers and to trust myself and to believe in myself and to have self-worth in a deep, deep way, because I think that that would change everything, really, and it would begin a journey. But the good news is that kind of happened through my diet anyway, but it would be nice to have had, I would have been nice to have me as a friend for myself, like a big sister.
1: I love that. Thank you so much. I loved talking to you like your ability for you to be present with something you're talking about in the mindfulness you carry with you when you're talking about things, whether it's your son or food or uh, a business you're doing is is really captivating for me. I I really enjoyed learning about it. So thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for your thoughtful, thoughtful questions and those nice words.
1: Have a good evening. I will.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Good night. Enjoy your babies. Thank you. Bye.
1: Quote, we have a choice that we make three times a day that can affect the earth, your body, animal suffering and children who can't eat all over the world because we are stealing their food and feeding it to cows. Thanks again to Alicia Silverstone. Find more on her at thekindlife.com. Join us next week when Beyond the Plate presents Just the Plate, a short segment where our guests describe a dish or a recipe that is meaningful to them. Alicia rattles off, do I do the crostini or the artichoke dip, or the couscous, or the waffle panini, or the fat noodles, or the cheesy oozy guacamole bean dip, maybe the rice crispy, or the raw balls, or the bok choy. You'll have to wait till next week to see what she's going to walk you through. Anyhow, find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at OnCappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on Twitter at BT Plate Podcast and Facebook. Season three of Beyond the Plate is made possible with the help of our friends at Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. Martin's was founded in the heart of Pennsylvania Dutch country in 1955. Martin's Potato Rolls are the number one branded hamburger bun in America and as I like to say they can make almost any burger taste better. I personally enjoy Martin's Big Marty's Rolls. They're quite delicious, and I'm using those for an upcoming work event for a smoked brisket sandwich with a horseradish ranch sauce. Quite delicious. But here's what I love about Martin's. Their mission encompasses more than just baking great bread and buns and rolls. They believe in giving back to their community and beyond. Through volunteering time and donating resources, they support hundreds of charitable organizations such as food banks, after-school programs, disaster relief, and others that provide sustenance and comfort to people in need both close to their baking facilities and abroad. To learn more about Martins, visit their website at potatorolls.com or follow them on social media at Potato Rolls. Martins, we thank you. This episode was produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joe Yeaton, and Sean Petrosian. Thank you to Andrew Glatt. Our music has been composed by Goldford. Find him at iGoldford. As always, a special shout out to my wife, Katie. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy. And remember, there are never too many cooks in the kitchen.